Okay, we are here with the newest episode of Barbie Does Dating. I am Barbie, your host. This is Steve Solberg, my co-host. Hey, I'm Steve. That's Steve. This is Nick Galetti. Yo. We love his sage wisdom. And we have a guest. We're so excited. We have a guest. It happens Yay. to be one of my best friends in the world. This is Miss Nicole Anderson. Hello. Hi. <laughs> I get really excited to see my friends. So I feel like I'm like a puppy every time That's I get such around a my good friends. Quality to, to do that. That's how we should all be. Like thrilled like a puppy every time we see our friends. She doesn't pee when she sees me, but she does jump up and down quite a bit. I do. And, and it I makes do. me feel good. That's right. Like you're so pretty. Hi, hi, hi. I do. So I wanted to have Nicole here because so we're still trying to come up with a title for this episode. What I want to talk about today is women, single women in the church and how they can be viewed as intimidating and too independent. Okay? And the reason I wanted Nicole on to point her out. No, not really. <laughs> it's because the majority of friends that I have tend to be in that kind of niche. It's a very interesting thing because outside the church... When we meet men that know that we have careers and they're like, oh, you own your own home. I don't, but a lot of my friends do. But, you know, they have careers, they travel, they do all this stuff. Men outside the church go crazy. And they're like, you are my dream woman. Oh, my gosh. I love you. I love you. I love you. Men inside the church do not ask these women out. Like, I have friends who are beautiful and amazing that have not gone on a date in years. Years. And they're in singles wards. And... One of the things that I have heard from guys is that they're like, they're intimidating because they have their life together too much. I do hear that a lot. Both the men are very quiet today. I'm sorry, we're just listening. <laughs> we were letting you be independent and strong. <laughs> okay. What do you want from us? I do not consider myself in this category as much as some people are. Like, I really have tried to be better about it because I don't have my life together, like, at all. Well, maybe we should learn about our guest as to why she is Let's the... talk to Nicole. Oh, my gosh. Nicole, tell us about say. you. Um, I don't think that I am um, intimidating. No. But I would definitely say that I'm independent. Mm -hmm. um, I own my house. Yep. Um, Outright? Wow. Good no. <laughs> no. My, the bank owns my house, <laughs> and I owe the bank a lot of money. But um, I have a good job that I love. Um, Tell us what you do. I work for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. That's right. That's how you have to say it now. Um, I work in the film and video division. I'm production coordinator and manager. So it's kind of a high-profile pro job. I love it. Mm -hmm. I'm good at it. Um, it takes a lot of time. So I'm busy a lot. Yeah. But And so that is a downside. It's great. And I... I am very independent. I've been on my own for more than half of my life. Mm -hmm. And so I've had to learn how to fix a disposal and stuff like that. And that's kind of me. Yeah. One of the few people yeah. that pronounces it disposal instead of just disposal. Because if you I'm look not from yeah. Utah. <laughs> <laughs> that is funny because I was actually looking at a disposal. I say it the weird way, apparently. <laughs> but it's written dispose dash all. Right. And I did not realize that. So I you... I think actually it's a Maybe I am garburator. Have you ever heard garburator? <laughs> that's, no. that's an that's East Coast horrible. thing. <laughs> yeah. No. I don't know. I've heard people sometimes say, uh, the garburator. Wait, that's like, what they call... Mm -hmm. Really? really? Disposal. I have never heard that. I say disposal. Wait, I thought you were talking about a carburetor, like in a car. No. <laughs> no. Garburator. <laughs> like Sounds for fun. garbage? 
For the garbage. <laughs> One can garbage. But Nicole <laughs> yeah, knows let's... how to fix this. I do. She does. So but let me let me find out when was if you don't we're gonna get personal here. So okay. get used to it. Don't answer anything you don't feel like you don't want. <laughs> Bull. I feel. <laughs> I feel like I should describe the like. There's these three people just looking at me, <laughs> and they some way for some reason put me on like the hardest chair in the room. We in did. the murder oh, room. Get the true. Do you, you want, want the squishy okay, one? I'm fine. Well, and you're in the murder room. It is the murder room. Yeah, I can see. It now. You can yeah. see why we call it. That. All right. So here's the personal question. Okay. She says that you. You're in this category of women that don't date a lot because of that. Do you feel that that accurately describes you? Yes. So are we allowed to know when was the last time you went on a date? Technically, it was on Saturday. Yeah. But before that, <laughs> <laughs> it was it was a couple years. A mm-hmm. couple years? Yep. For I'm just not. a date. Now we're not talking mm-hmm. relationship. Right. I'm not exaggerating. Wow. <laughs> I know I exaggerate a lot. I am not <laughs> exaggerating about this. And it's not that I don't try it. Like, I go on all the apps. I go to the singles conferences. I just changed into a family ward, but I've been going to singles ward for 20 years. Yeah. So. So I'm yeah. going to ask the hard question again. How many times have you asked someone out in those the two years? The majority of the, oh, in those two years? Yeah. I think I actually did ask somebody to like a work and, thing. And they didn't go? Actually, I think they did. I think that was a mistake. But. I haven't been asked out. When we talk about going on a date, we're talking about a man asking us out. Got it. Okay. I have no problem asking guys out. If I have Mm -hmm. an event to go to, like, I'm not just going to say, hey, let's go to dinner. Yeah. But, you know, I do have things to do for work and stuff. And so I take people along. But, yeah, I have not been asked out. Wow. Yeah. That sucks. Nicole (laughs) is a lovely lady. Like... I always tell her that. She's so pretty. But all my friends... But I do are, have the sense of humor of a 15-year-old boy. That's why I love you. But that's oh, not a turn that's, off. That's, that's a turn on. <laughs> right? Yeah, I was going to say... Like yeah. a good fart that's joke or something? Oh, like, man. Come thanks on. for even saying fart joke. <laughs> People who can't say it. Come on. They oh, are funny. Nice. It sounds like a trumpet. It's, it's hilarious. True. <laughs> it's very funny. It's just how it is. Oh, my gosh. It's true. Yeah. My friend gave me a... Um, for Christmas, she gave me... The poop emoji Christmas ornament. I saw and that. And it was like the best thing that I could have received. Yeah. <laughs> you, like, <laughs> my girlfriends are rad. I was going to say, that doesn't sound like a downfall here. So <laughs> so keep going. What else? Um, what, what are your well, qualities? Let's let's make this yeah. a personal ad. Oh, my gosh. Like, what am I looking for? No, no like, tell us about yourself. You. Oh, about me? Your yeah. best qualities that are not work-related. Um, I think I'm pretty funny. You are very funny. Um... I don't know. My gosh, I'm on Long the spot. walks on the beach or, or what? What are, what are you things you like to do? I love to travel. Okay. I'm a big traveler. Um, I like to write. I love to cook, bake, dance. You probably know a lot about film. Yes. Being that that's yep. the job. <laughs> yes. I know a lot about like film trivia and then I love to go to movies and make stupid ones and... Make, make stupid, stupid ones? ones. Yeah. That sounds really cool. Yeah. I, I'm still missing out how this is a, a downfall here. Right? <laughs> Welcome to my it, life. It is the the independent woman uh, complex, I think. Maybe a little bit. Maybe. It's it's huh. a funny thing. It's it's for real a thing. Um, I do wonder if it's actually a thing both inside and outside the church. I know you had mentioned mm-hmm. that outside the church your experience was different, but I, I don't know. I, th- I could see it being different. Like any time I get on Match or something that has non-members, mm-hmm. my inbox blows the crap up. I think some of that might be just because 
your odds are higher. They're they're yeah, it's a higher odds, and and maybe they're better at because I'll I'll leave know. Utah and suddenly like oh wow I even do better on mm -hmm. mutual when I leave Utah. Which yeah. sounds weird because it's like that's where all of you live. <laughs> Utah's hard. Like outside of Utah and outside, and this isn't necessarily a Mormon thing, but outside of the Mormon culture, they're more open to girls not being stereotypical Instagram model type women. I have walked down the street in Chicago and had mo like more than one person be like, "Hey, looking good," blah blah blah. And <laughs> I know some people are like, "That's sexual harassment," but for people that don't get asked out, we're like, "Yeah, look good." <laughs> but, <laughs> Thank you, homeless man with three teeth. Listen back but to episode two. Of that's this. Right. <laughs> but it's, I'm finding it as an LDS culture thing. Mm -hmm. Maybe I'm wrong. May, well, it is your frame of reference. It is my frame of reference. But I also was inactive for a really long time. So I have dated inside and outside the church. And I know it's something that a lot of women I know struggle with is that I know several women who have gotten to a point in their life where they're like, I am so tired of being alone and I'm so tired of never getting asked out and never being acknowledged that they start dating outside the church. And not that they don't believe in the gospel and they know the church is true, but they end up just kind of falling away from the church because they find someone and they fall in love and they're like, I just want to be with someone. Right. And I, and I have now fallen in love and I'm happy. So it's hard because we want to stay in the church and we want to stay strong in the church. But let me tell you, it's one thing to be single. It's another thing to be completely overlooked and alone. Right. right. Which I think is how a majority of the women that I meet feel. So I don't know. Mm. Do you and concur? I think, I think that means <laughs> a lot coming boss, from <laughs> Barbie. We've talked about this a, mm -hmm. a fair amount. Barbie is a strong proponent of saying, let's not harp on the men. Let's yeah. not say mm -hmm. like, uh, you guys are the problem. Because they're um, not. But this is, I think, an area where uh, LDS men could improve. Not that we're trying to get... Oh, and I shouldn't say that the members of the church could improve. Yeah. Uh, not that I'm trying to get uh, some kind of stereotype started either. Uh, not at all. Because I think sometimes there's a self-fulfilling prophecy that can happen there when you go, these guys are this way. And then they do something and they're like, oh, of course. You, so you're going to see it even yep. though it's like, no, that's not it. But okay. I don't know if that made sense. but uh, kind of did. Kind of did. <laughs> not totally, but some of you followed along. <laughs> But you looked good saying it. That's Great. what matters, Steve. <laughs> I'm just here to be pretty on a, on a radio, on a radio show. show. You're sense. just the eye candy. The, eye, the posters the will eventually. To be like He's voice the candy. voice candy. That's a thing? Voice candy. I'm nice. making it a thing. Hey, thanks for tuning in. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> By the way. So... As I was doing research for this, like I was preparing, well, I kind of didn't do a lot of research because I had things I wanted to talk about. And Nicole's messaging me. She's like, I'm researching. I'm like, ah, crap. I well, I had no it. idea what was going on, but I shouldn't say this, but I was researching it at work. Yeah. And all of the church's firewalls were stopping so many of the articles. <laughs> and I'm like, what are these things saying? <laughs> so that didn't go very well. Yeah. So one of the things that I hear a lot, because... As you guys know, when I, especially when I did my 100-date challenge, I was open to every guy. Like, as long as I didn't think you were going to kill me, I was going to say yes. And I met some really nice guys. But one of the things that I noticed with the mid-singles guys, again, this is not every guy, but this was a lot of the guys, they tended to lack any ambition in their life whatsoever, whether it was career or 
trying to own their own home or get their own place or pay off their car or travel or do anything. They just tended to live these kind of stagnant lives. But then they would all go after these girls that that were drop-dead gorgeous, like were doctors or had PhDs and all of this stuff. And like there was one guy who was a very sweet guy but we're on our date and I'm like, so what do you do for a living? And he's like, oh, I work for this convenience store chain. And I was like, oh, okay. Do they have their corporate offices here? And he's like, no, I work in the convenience store. And I'm like, oh, okay. And he's like, yeah, I work part time. And he's 40 years old. He lives with his parents. He had all these things. And then he was telling me how frustrating it is to date in the church because he goes out, like there was this one woman he really liked who was a doctor. And he was like, yeah, she wasn't interested, and it was really frustrating. And I'm just sitting there, and he's like, he really could not grasp it. And I'm like, you think a doctor's going to want— interested in the gas station attendant? Which, as much as we don't, like, we love being independent, and we can take care of ourselves, but we want to be married. We want to be with Mm -hmm. someone, and we do look at men as a provider. Like, not that we're going to be like, as soon as I get married, I'm quitting my job, and I'm popping babies out, and it's going to be great. (laughs) But that is a thought, but we're like, hey, is he going to be able to contribute? And I remember going out with this guy thinking, are we going to live in a cardboard box in the back of your parents' house? Like, what's going to happen? Yeah. Because we really think about that stuff. I think the key word that you just said was contribute. Yeah. Um, I can't speak for everybody, but I'm not expecting to marry somebody that's so wealthy that I'm not going to have to work. Mm-hmm. And so I think that um, somebody who's motivated to do anything um, like if he works at the gas station, is he like on a man manager track Correct. or is he just staying there working his 15 hours a week? Yep. Um, I've also had people who they haven't read the scripture since their mission because they read them so much then. And mm-hmm. I'm like, no, you need to be constantly wanting to be better. Um, I have really high standards for myself and I'm not going to hold that, hold anybody else up to those, but I do want them to kind of try to try to meet me somewhere in the middle. Yeah. And Do you remember? So, I said that. Hmm. I said one of the, my number one yes. characteristic and what I would, if I was to date again, it would be self-improvement. Self-improvement. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's, it's that, I see, I don't, I want to say, I don't know that the, many guys that really do want some kind of an anchor. I think they do mm-hmm. want someone that is, is going out for, you know, whatever makes them happy sure. and things mm-hmm. like that. I don't, I don't know that guys today typically feel that way, but it's, your experience that they're not asking you out. So I don't know. I don't. I wish I had an answer for you on that, but it just seems well, kind of weird. And one more thing. I think that a lot of guys are, in my experience, are kind of focused on the financial thing. That, mm-hmm. you know, people have bad luck in jobs. You know, like the economy goes up and down. That's fine. Like yeah. be better, like wanting to be better. And for me, it's not so much of a thing as financial as it is like an emotional and mental person that's there to support me that way. Correct. Instead of financially. Like I can take care of myself financially, but I can't really hug myself. That's really hard. And so. (laughs) I don't know. Steve does it all the time. (laughs) I'm over here in the corner right now. (laughs) Hugging me. Hug myself. This is almost as good as having someone to love me. This is why I wear soft sweaters. (laughs) Exactly. That is a very soft sweater. I did wear a sweater today for that purpose. Just to be hugged. And that's something that I kind of wanted to bring up. So. One of my favorite quotes is actually from Sex and the City, the TV show. Don't judge me. I can't. Oh, it's done. We're, we're judged. Ju- <laughs> judge go. away, my friends. <laughs> judge away. 
But there's one episode where they go and they meet all these firefighters that are going to be on a calendar. Okay, whatever. That's just Ooh. part of it. So they're talking. See, and nothing stereotypical <laughs> about that. Go ahead. Yeah, we do. Women do melt for firefighters. We all do. I'm not going to lie about it. So it's not too late, Stevie. But there, you can still fight fires. Yeah, you could do it. All right. <sighs> You'd finally be attractive. Oh, yeah. whatever. Wow. <laughs> All right, finish your, finish your Sex in the City story. I'm so, sure it will provide insight. They're at lunch the next day, and they're talking about, like, why firefighters are so hot. And, oh, it's because they're going to be the hero, and they're the good guys, and blah, blah, blah. And Charlotte, the one that really wants to get married, goes, well, it's because women just want to be rescued. And everyone, of course, gets silent. And they they say, it says, Charlotte just said the one thing that women really want and the sentence that independent women aren't supposed to think yet, al- let alone say out loud. But in truth, I think a lot, like, we want to be rescued to an extent. Does that make sense? Like, exactly. we're not looking for you to come and change every part of our life. And like I said, like, we no longer have to work and blah, blah, blah. But emotionally, we are kind of looking to be rescued where <laughs> I think we're very good at hiding how hard it is to be single and take these emotional things on by ourselves. So one of my very, very, very best friends is an extremely independent person. And she is very hardworking, like crazy hard working. And she had a breakdown to me the other day. And she's like, I just want to be with someone who sees that I'm working really hard. And instead of saying, do you need help? Just comes over and says, I'm going to make dinner. I'm going to do this. I'm going to make your life easier. And I think the majority of us women, that's what we want. That's to us what a man is. Like, he doesn't ask. He doesn't do those things. He fills that role. He fills that role that he comes in and he's like, I'm going to take care of this. Or because our knee jerk reaction when people ask if we need help is no. Nope. We're good because we've been doing it for so long. Because I think a lot of us, by the time we hit 22, 24, we were like, okay, so I'm clearly not getting married at the age that I thought. I'm not following the typical things. So I, therefore, am going to prosper and live my life. Like a lot of these women go and get PhDs and have careers and do all these things. But it gets harder the longer and longer you're alone and independent. It gets harder to let people in. But that's what I believe we desperately want is a man to come into our life and support us and be our equal and be the person that's going to, what is it, wear the yoke with us? That sounds right, but wrong. Equally yoked. Equally yoked. I'm trying. (laughs) (laughs) Well, kind of along with that, um, the date I went on on Saturday, I asked him, which I have no problem with, Mm -hmm. um, and we went to the Christmas concert at the conference center, and I loved the fact that as soon as he said yes, he said, let's go to dinner before, and what time do you want me to pick you up? Yep. Like, I'm not so independent that I have to be in control of everything, and I love that he took that from me, and... Like, it made it more of a mix of both of us rather than just one person taking taking everything. Correct. I think that's totally it. I think it's having uh, the leadership qualities and being able to to sort of say, yeah, let's, I, yeah, I let's love go. that idea. Let's do this. And I think that's super attractive for women is to mm-hmm. see a guy who is going to take initiative and all these mm-hmm. things. I, I don't know if this relates, and let me know if I'm getting tangential here, but, like, mm-hmm. we I was telling Barbie, I was at a party, and this girl brings up, she goes, I think one of the big problems is that we're encouraging men to be 
maybe a little bit more feminine than than is good, and we're mm-hmm. encouraging women to be a little bit more masculine. That sounds, and I know that that there's people who are going to go, I disagree so strongly. <laughs> You're the worst, and you should burn. Um, <laughs> And we almost had that conversation, but a friend of mine who's like needed to be Ugh. heard was like, "It's because the pill." And I was like, okay, where are you going pill? with this? It was a whole, yeah. Okay, it was uh, weird. We don't have to wow. go there. It was like he's telling me about it, and I'm like, I'm gonna get a headache from my eyes rolling that much. Like, that's just ridiculous. It was like some Freudian garbage, uh, and it's like you know that guy's dumb, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, but it's interesting because I I think. Men are kind of like, I don't know how to say it without saying becoming more feminine. Not that that's, like, I think definitely it'd be great to see men be softer. Mm -hmm. But be soft in the right spaces. Don't be soft on your job. Don't be soft on uh, being able to stand up for yourself. Don't be soft in, like, where core stuff is. But Mm -hmm. I think that's where we're seeing men getting more soft. Yeah. Is where they're, and they're not able to stick up for themselves. They're not able to go... No, I'm gonna go get the great job. It's like, oh, I guess I'll work at Seven Eleven. Yeah, <laughs> and and that is uh, not to give Seven Eleven guy a hard time. I was no, say, man. I love their hot chocolate. They do have. Good hey, hot great chocolate. hot chocolate guy. <laughs> Best in the state. Well, you know, or like I've met several guys that are like 38, 39, and I'm like, oh, so you know, career's an easy thing to talk about when you're breaking the ice. And I've met several guys that it's like, oh, so. What do you think and what do you do for a living? Uh, I just work this entry-level job and I'm just here and I don't know what I want to do and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, cool. Granted, I still kind of am always like, what do I want to try next? Like, I love dresses and so let's keep that. But what else can I add to this? And But it was ju- it's just very hard because most women I talk to, that's the thing we struggle with is so many of the mid-singles men don't have direction. They don't have this ambition. They aren't trying to be better in that way. And as Steve said, I want to reiterate, I love the guys. I Mm -hmm. do not like to blame things on the guys. I don't. But one of the things that bothers me is I think we are letting things get really lax in the singles community, like basic things like home teaching. Okay, I'm going to go on my little soapbox, okay? We don't call it that It's not that. Why? It's It's called uh, Tinier Box. Oh, (laughs) the other one. The other one. Oh, that. I thought you were talking about soapbox. I'm all, what the crap are you talking about? We call it shoebox. (laughs) We call it the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints box. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. So ministering, we're just going to call it home teaching. Okay. Um, In the mid-singles culture, and I've witnessed this in the two main wards that I've been in, home teaching, either the men have never contacted me, or they contact me and say, hey, I'm going to do my home teaching after church in a classroom with all of my people. So how about you meet me there after church? And I'm like, sorry, what? So I had one that was like, hey, come over for brunch. And I was like, oh, that's nice. And I get there and there's like 12 other people. And I'm like, I'm not going to be able to talk to you or Mm. even... If I needed something, I'm not comfortable asking you nope. in front of all yeah, of these people. Yeah, that's kind of a priesthood fail on that one. But this is becoming extremely common. Like, you would go after church, and you could not find a classroom or a couch because everyone was doing their home teaching there. So my brother-in-law, who, he's basically a father figure to me. Like, they got married when I was 14, and he's been my father figure. And I was telling him about this. And I'm sorry to be a little crude. And he's all, wow, I wish I could do my home teaching half-assed. That'd be great. 
But he's like, that's just ridiculous. And I said, no, no, that's how this new culture is. And I was thinking about it. Like, I tell them flat out, I'm like, no, you need to come to my house if they contact me. Because I'm like, how are you even going to know if I need something if you don't know where I live? You don't know who I live with. You don't know what condition my house is at. Like, like my brother comes over and the other, it was about a month ago and he's all, hey, your front porch light's burned out. And I was like, oh yeah, I haven't gotten to that. He's like, find me a, he's all, give me a light bulb. I'll just change it really quick. And it was like, it took me aback because I'm like, I forget what it's like to have people. Like Steve came over the other day and he's like, oh, you're getting rid of this sound bar. And I'm like, yeah, I can never figure out how to hook it up. So Steve just like hooked up my sound bar. And it like, and it sounds dumb that something that little was like floored me, but I'm all, oh, there are guys that are helpful. This is so nice. But we don't see it a lot, especially in mid-singles culture. And I don't mean to harp on the guys, but it's super frustrating. I'm going to be a little devil's advocate. Do it. Because I, came from experience, I have mm-hmm. a really hard time asking for help. Yes. And mm-hmm. um, so and I always feel like people are going to take things the wrong way. And I've had a ceiling fan in a box in my bedroom for over a year because it's a two-person job to put it up. And I'm like, I am not comfortable with like saying, hey, come help me with this. Like, I feel like somebody might get the wrong impression or that I'm just using them, but I'm not like close enough to anybody to be like, hey, come do this. Hopefully in my new ward that I'm trying out, I'll be cool and be able to do that. But I think that a lot of it also rests on the girls for giving opportunities. I agree. This is my dating trick, right? And and you know I've told you this before. It's uh, from an Abraham Lincoln, uh, no, uh, Ben Franklin quote. And he said, I can quickly turn an enemy into a friend with the simple act of asking them for a favor. And I think that that does also work in the dating world where if we go ahead and say, hey, I need help here, guys and girls, it endears the person to you. We tend to think, in the in the church, I think we tend to go, people will love you through your service. You will love people through your service. People will love you through them giving service to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, and so it's always a, a cool opportunity to ask for that help. But Do you want to come put up my ceiling? Yeah, <laughs> I was thinking. <laughs> He's going to get out his shining should. armor and come on over. And... Steve is actually very good with lighting. Oh, good, because so... that's, that's what scares me. Yeah, it's probably the electrical. That yeah. I, and I've shocked myself before. <laughs> so, so you're used to it. Well, yeah, already used to it. Right. So it'll go great. Okay, give yeah. me my address. Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get your ministering companion and they can come over and do it. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> On some soap boxes so we could that's, reach it. That's so right. <laughs> I have I, low ceilings. It's cool. I, I, was, I was thinking about this as you guys were all talking and, and it makes me wonder if as single people that sometimes the very thing that you feel is the reason you're not dating is the thing that will attract the person you should be. You aren't needing to change, right? You don't need to change being an independent person. That's that's a good thing, <laughs> right? You don't yeah. need yeah, to become definitely. pathetic to get yeah. a date. So you don't need to change, but you just need to find where other independent thinkers are, independent yeah. people are. So... As far as that goes, where have you looked for people that are like you? Where hasn't she looked for people like her? Is <laughs> the better well, where have you? I mean, um, there's other independent women listening. They Yeah. I have done most of the apps, mm-hmm. a bunch of websites, setups by friends, church 
activities. I feel like I'm pretty active in the social scene. So I know a lot of people. So yeah, that's kind of what I do. But I think another thing, and this kind of comes into the independent, is that um, because I'm so old (laughs) and still single, it means I've had a lot of experience of what I like and what I don't like. Mm -hmm. And so there is like a level of respect, if you will, that I demand. Oh, And (laughs) I don't think that that's a problem. I'm not going to apologize for it. No. I expect to be treated a certain way. But how do guys know you're independent? And and how do they see that in you? How do you present that? So is that even the reason? I don't know. Do I just have like a look on my face? Well, I mean, you say that's the reason they're not asking you out. So there's got to be some way that that's manifesting itself. I always have people say, like, when we have the the first conversation, what do you do? Um, they're always like, oh, that's really cool. And like, what have you worked on? And all this stuff. And I think that um, people think my job is a lot more glamorous than it is. Um, It's a lot of paperwork. (laughs) I think a lot of men find accomplishments intimidating. Yeah. Yeah. And so when I... That's weird to me. That's just so weird to me. Yes, Mr. I've been married 17 years. But I'm just saying, I I don't understand. It's not like my wife, when I dated her and we got married, she was some great accomplished person mm-hmm. then i mean i i don't know right. that that would have turned me off either yeah so i i guess i'm it's it's kind of baffling me to think that guys would really have an issue with someone that has their crap together right it is for sure a turn on for me mm-hmm. uh, if i hear that they are <laughs> which doing is why something... he's fixing your ceiling fan exactly <laughs> <laughs> So, <laughs> you got I got him. It is in my bedroom. I think it's so. Hello. Wow. Promise, I am also a fourteen-year-old boy. Well, maybe so eight-year-old boy. I hear bedroom, and I'm like, "We'll jump on the bed. <laughs> That'll be fun." That's how you'll reach the ceiling. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be very hard to screw that thing in. All right. <laughs> so, but I think yeah. it's a turn on a little bit. Like if I, I, I have to admit that uh, I found a girl on Mutual the other day that said she was a neurosurgeon or something, yeah. and I was like, "Hello, that's, wow, that's awesome! That's amazing. I want to talk with her about that." She has not written back. If you're listening, <laughs> 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 yeah. So, well, do you have to find she your? She wasn't equal? turned on by no. my job. I mean, <laughs> well, see, now let's let's be fair. You didn't like the guy that worked at a convenience store Correct. because you were not on equal ground. Not no, just because no, he was a loser. No, no, there were many other reasons. Well, okay. <laughs> but it wasn't just because he kind of came across as a loser, right? I mean, if you were both starting out in life, that would be different. It would be different. Like, you know how the prophet has said, like, we marry for potential, not per- for perfection, which I absolutely agree with. But there is a very big difference in potential of a 22-year-old as opposed to a 40-year-old. Where yeah. When you're 40, we're not looking for someone who's still just starting out and who still is like, I haven't had, like, I can't say much about schooling. I do not have a college degree, even though everyone thinks that I do. So I'm going (laughs) to go with that right on. But it's very different. There's There's a big difference between being 22 and being like, hey... I'm just starting out. Let's grow together to a 40-year-old being like, hey, I have nothing under my belt, but you do. Here's the thing is that I don't mind that. Like, Mm -hmm. would I prefer somebody who has their stuff together? Of course. Mm -hmm. But, like, I I go more for, like, connection. Yeah. And um, so, like, that doesn't really bother me. And, I mean, I grew up on a farm, and my dad was a farmer and a truck driver. 
So it doesn't matter to me what you do. It's just that you do it good. Yes. Like so to the best of the ability. she wants the gas station attendant guy's number. All hey. right. Hot chocolate. <laughs> Heck yeah. <laughs> do I get free hot chocolate all the time? <laughs> no. So I actually, there's two things I want to talk about. Kind of both on the same track where you said you're looking for more like-minded people because you don't want to change that you're independent. So one of our next guests in the next episode is actually my dating coach. And one of the things that she talks about is how women have got to start being more vulnerable. And that is something that we really need help with, especially with asking for help and doing little things like this. That's super, super hard for us. But let's talk about the reason why it's so hard for us because we do not want to be viewed as the damsel in distress. Steve and I had an but interesting But you want to be rescued. It's the same thing. But it's not. Damsel in distress is one of those girls that is constant, like, everything she needs help with. And she only needs the help from the men. And it's kind of almost a manipulative way. Every ward has at least one. There's a balance, right? Yes. Of this between using, because I think, like I said, it's I think it's great to ask. And yeah. I encourage the ask. I think there's a balance also when they're using the ask as maybe a pity thing. Mm-hmm. And then when the P word comes in, I'm like, nah, <laughs> dude, <laughs> the P word. <laughs> I laughed at I that. Wish I wish I wouldn't have said that. sense of humor. <laughs> That's something else. I don't know what potty. it is. It's it is potty. potty. <laughs> when you pee and poo. The P Please words, don't folks. Start with the bathroom. Jokes. And we're all laughing. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Sorry, that was dumb. Oh, that's But I, I think, uh, uh, yeah, like we were, we were talking, like. Pity or or also mm-hmm. men, t- I, I will just say, be careful men, too, yeah. um, because you can, men love to fix. Yes. And and will attach to that person super hard and super, like, if you see this person who's playing that card, it's like, what, what more do you need? And you have to step back and go, wait, how many times have they told me about why they're a victim? Mm-hmm. And, and I'm finding myself going, I'm a fireman, you know? <laughs> I come rescue you. Yes, I fix, and then and then they eventually will go. No, I don't want any more fix from you because yeah. we're getting too close, and uh, and that hurts. Because that's just what they're looking for, is someone to fix and give them that stimulation that they need. But they're not looking for that long term. So I don't know if you've experienced it, Nicole. Every singles ward I've ever been in, there is always one specific damsel in distress in that ward, and she's very good at kind of manipulating and she's very good at getting the guy's attention and the guys are always with her because she is this damsel in distress. And so I know from my experience, it's hard for me to ask for help. And that's one of the reasons is because I'm like, that chick was crazy and I do not want to be that girl. And so it's been really hard for me to find a comfortable medium. Um, The other thing that's really hard is I think a lot of us have asked for help and we have gotten rejected. I cannot tell you how many times I have asked guys that I know for a priesthood blessing. Yep. Nicole and I have had big conversations about this. Yep. And a lot of times they either can't, which is between them, and that's perfectly fine. That's not a problem. But don't blow me off. But don't Don't, blow me off. Don't say you'll be at my house at this time and don't show up. Like, it's taken a lot for me to ask of this and... Yeah. Wow. wow. We've all had it yeah. where yep. we have been made to feel as an inconvenience. And so 
you experience that even once, and it makes you retreat like crazy. There are some pretty crappy guys you guys have been interacting <laughs> with, I got to say. It's scary to There's me because- There's some good ones too, like Steve. Barbie always says. Steve is- Steve is the exception. Steve is a freaking unicorn, <laughs> in my opinion. <laughs> like, I can't say enough good things about Steve. He is an amazing man. He is also a rare find I have found. So, so let's let's hmm. let's maybe take away some positive advice here instead Kay. of just crapping on men the whole time. No, men are good. <laughs> I love you guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what what's really the takeaway? Is there is let let's help let's help her out. What can we yeah. do? Yeah. So I think my my advice, but I think it applies to both men and women, is for reals ask for favors. Yeah. Now I I that sucks that anybody would not show up for a priesthood blessing. That would be like a But that's a pretty big tell. Yeah. And that's a good elimination. Pretty bad guy. Well, yeah. and then like, I just asked right, for a different teacher. Yeah. So, but but it did <laughs> stop me. Like, next time I need one, I'm going to have to think again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so it's... I and that's know. unfortunate. Yeah. It is. That is. And it, like Barbie said, if you're not worthy, that's a totally different thing. Totally but it's different. just do what you say you're going to do. Yeah. And if and they're I able think, to say, I'm not worthy, that uh, that doesn't... You don't go, oh, that person sucks. Oh, no. You probably go, wow, that's thank awesome. Thank you for being honest. Yes, thank you for being that's honest. That's really honest and, and good luck on your, yeah. on your journey. Yeah. I think that just like <laughs> what a weird the vulnerability. No one would say that. Sorry. <laughs> good luck it sounds on like your you're journey. on The Bachelor. <laughs> yeah. a new Hallmark brand. <laughs> Here's good luck on your journey. <laughs> Sign. Here's, <laughs> Here's what you're going to do. Know. But I want to stay and listen to Lauren because I think that vulnerability on both ends is a big thing. Can you stay? I'll okay. See. So... Hmm. One of the things that I think that we need to work on is working on being more vulnerable, working on putting ourselves in a more vulnerable state. Does that make sense? I don't see the difference between the first two things. Okay. Said, well, but... just like, I mean, they're basically the same. Is what okay. I mean. But I don't know. What else? What should guys do? What should? I mean, if if we are saying that, hey, the That's independent woman. That's vulnerability. Is... You, you be service. You go yeah. service someone. Be Put yourself out there. That's Vulnerability from the guy's side, if you're talking about it that way. Yeah. Um, one of the things, Kay, I'm probably going to get hate mail for this. Uh, cool. I like to give guys the the chance to do the right thing. So, like, you guys know that I say, like, you look for the guys that put away the chairs at church. I still strongly believe in this. But I know tons of women, and I used to be one of them, that after an activity, I was helping put away chairs, and I was helping put away tables. And one day I was like, why am I doing this? This is a chance for guys to serve. And so I stopped doing it. And I was talking to people and doing that kind of stuff, and I would say thank you to every guy that was doing it. But I think we need to give guys more opportunities to serve, because I think sometimes we literally come and take it out of their hands and say, nope, I'll take care of this. I got it. I think that's crap. Oh, I what? think it's true. I, no, because guys should be serving on their own. You don't need to be giving them an opportunity. They should be doing it under their own power. But that's power. the thing. They're right. not. No yeah. spoon Well, feeding. then that's their fault. Yeah. I, I don't think you need to take your, you, any responsibility for men being crappy. Which is fine. Like, they don't have to do it, but I'm not doing that part of it anymore. And if they don't do it, that's their choice. But I'm not doing it for okay. them anymore. I, I'm just saying, I don't think yeah. you need to take any responsibility. Yeah. If these guys are being that bad, then that's that's on them. You don't want to be with them yeah. anyway. No, I don't. So I, I wouldn't. I don't. I wouldn't read too much into that. It's it's really hard though because those basic things are things that I don't see a lot. Like it's really like you'll see like five guys that do it every time. 
And that's mm. about it. Out of a ward of 400. I know. Nick's like angry today. <laughs> I'm not angry. I might be tired, he's but I'm not tired. angry. He just got back from Africa. Yeah, it's. He's got it, his Darth but, Vader shirt on and he's just going to start I like killing us all soon. He all is right. in his PJs. <gasps> oh, really? <laughs> Heck I yeah, noticed that my, when he came in. Heck yeah, I'm in my PJs. Yeah. Oh. I'm tired. It looks good. <laughs> he does. Rocking the PJs. Your no, wife I, is so lucky. Maybe the, the idea with these guys, maybe we ought to have these guys in. I would actually love to have some guys in. They need, if that's the case, they need to get some, some rebuke going on because that's, that's not how it should be regardless of dating potential. You should be doing this stuff on your own. Well, you and should. I think you should. Sorry, but like I think... I, I mean, I feel sorry is a bad term, but, like, I feel like guys are just constantly being rebuked. Yes. In, like, every mm-hmm. conference, yes. every general conference, by the bishop, all of this stuff. And so I think that they're just worn down. I think they are, too. And I think that it is a responsibility of the girls to kind of bump them up a little mm-hmm. bit and, you know, like, acknowledge when they're doing good things, you know. Like, I'm a we're not going to be their mom. Yeah. And like clap, yay, did this. But <laughs> you went potty by yourself. But, <laughs> but I think that I think that it does P-word. go both ways. P word. P word. <laughs> yeah, for sure. They don't want to be mothered. Yeah. No. When you feel that you go, Bleh. Yeah. But uh but yeah, encouragement is good. Encouragement for... is good. I don't know. It's a hard struggle for I'm not both around, sides. I'm not around those guys apparently. You're not because so, one of the things that a lot of us joke about is one of the reasons that we're not seeing these guys that are so good a lot is because they're already married and they're in family wards. And so not saying that we're left with like the leftovers because I know a lot of great guys, mm-hmm. but I think we're just not seeing that same balance anymore. As we get older, what was it I saw the other day that said dating it after your 30s is like going to the flea market and trying to find the thing that smells the least bad. <laughs> <laughs> Which I don't agree with. There's some really amazing people, but... There are. It's it's hard to... Because uh, we have a lot of history mm-hmm. of our own, and I think we tend to... Our lens has tended mm-hmm. to start to get a little bit foggy. And, Absolutely. And we start yeah. to see things that maybe are not. We've all been hurt yeah. mm-hmm. in the past, and we carry that with us, and we look at everything in a different way than we should. Yep. So well, for I, whatever that was deep thought for me. It doesn't do. happen very often. <laughs> I don't think you need to be changing anything about being independent. Mm-hmm. I think that stinks if the guys can't it. handle it. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Don't change a good thing for sure. Absolutely. And you are a good thing. Oh, <laughs> blushing. <laughs> Did I not mention I sexually harass everyone that in my life? That is because so I do. true. It's so true. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's my way I show love. Yes. Okay, so I'd like to do a follow-up show on this sometime with some men. I think that would be really, really great. So let's try to find some people that might want to do that. And I'll be nice. I won't You're be, nice. I won't be cool. You are nice. I know it sounds like I'll, I'll chew into them, but... No. I'll be nice. No. For the most part. And maybe we could, like, maybe we could find a way to go back to the basics, kind of like the way we go back to the basics with the gospel of, like, you read your scriptures every day, you pray every day, blah, blah, blah. Like, what are ways guys could go back to the basics of being more of the leaders and being these things that we're so desperately wanting? I don't know. Let's fix men. Let's no, they. No. Oh, oh that's not that's what you not, were saying. Oh, you I'm know sorry. I don't. I totally feel that misread way. that. Thing. You know, I don't feel that way. Okay, we're gonna stop there because I'm just gonna keep putting my foot in my mouth. It's fine. Okay, 
Thank you, Nicole, for being here. Thanks for having me. Girl, we're going to have you on here again because you're a delight. So we will talk to you guys soon. Again, send us any emails or anything that you have to barbiedoesdating at gmail.com. We'll put links to Nicole's mutual profile. (laughs) Yeah, we will. I am going to do a little profile on her and be like, ting. Wait, I wasn't told this. (laughs) Well, you don't have a choice in it. I'm doing it. (laughs) Okay, so one of the things that we wanted to do was... We did our podcast with my friend Nicole, and we talked about kind of the struggles of being an independent woman in the single scene in the church and being when we come across as intimidating. So we happen to have two of my favorite life slash dating coaches here, Lauren and Kristen, and I was wondering if they could give us just kind of a little brief synopsis on what we as women can do to help not be so independent and to not come across as so, what is the word? I don't know. I still want you to stay. I still think still be independent. Those are one of the things things. that Lauren really taught me about was that we really need to show vulnerability. And when I say independent, it's that we show no vulnerability whatsoever at any time. That's our version of independence. You will not see our cracks. You will not, we will not ask for help. We will not do those things. When we say independent, that's what we're talking about. We're never going to be like, pay my bills, do this. But that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about... Being open today's, to interdependence. Today's woman yes. is actually terrified of that situation. Most of us are terrified of that <laughs> uh-huh. situation. Like, I remember, like, the first time I have to, re- like, financially rely on my husband because he asked me to quit my job when we were engaged. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and like, the first time that I, like, needed gas, and it was like a breathe into a brown paper bag moment for me. I like, believe it. having to rely on somebody else is extremely vulnerable mm-hmm. <laughs> so yes i there's there's a there's a thing that i call the king of queens phenomenon and i don't know if you guys have seen this i love that show, show. anyway mm-hmm. but but it kind of demonstrates i think a little bit of what you're talking about here so today's modern woman is inundated with a message about what we're supposed to be like we're supposed to have dinner on the table we're supposed to be fit we're supposed to be you know, a sex kitten in the bedroom and have an amazing testimony. And we're supposed supposed to be all of these things. And unfortunately, we're very familiar with that message of do it all, be it all, Mm -hmm. all these things. And then what we are largely ignoring is the flip side of that coin, the message to the men. Mm -hmm. And the media message to men is all over. It's Marge and Homer Simpson. It's King of Queens. It is that you are the comedic oaf sperm donor to my life where I am put together and polished mm-hmm. and I do everything and you mess it up and you're we resolve it all idiot. in 30 yeah. minutes and you're a bumbling idiot. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, and the whole me? situation is so incredibly damaging to relationships yeah. because men have a basic need of feeling needed. Mm-hmm. They, they, they rise to the occasion. That is, I think one of the, the true things about being masculine is kind of rising to this occasion and, and being needed. Um, there's a difference of, you know, people being needy. Mm-hmm. Everybody's experienced that, and that's not fun. And I think that's what most women are afraid of, right? Because we have a couple of these buzzwords about um, being needy and clingy, and there are these, there's these buzzwords for women that are like, no, please don't do anything but be clingy or needy. Um and, and it creates a really big gap because then you have a bunch of women not asking for anything, not leaving any vulnerability mm-hmm. there, and a bunch of men who need to be needed, mm-hmm. and nobody's needs are being met that way. So I absolutely think that there's a way to... 
be vulnerable, open yourself up, and to start asking for appropriate things that you need for the stage and relationship that you are in. Whether that's a packet of Skittles <laughs> or assembling a piece of Ikea furniture, mm-hmm. right? Um, but the stakes can start really small and then you can build, you know. The- I have an example. Yes. So I had a, a client who was in a, she worked a full-time job. She's a student and she was in this ballroom dance club or something. And there was a guy that she was interested in there and they were well acquainted, but he hadn't ever asked her out or really crossed the line that she was hoping that they would maybe cross. And so we were, I was introducing this concept of, um, you know, ask, ask him for something, maybe try to just rely on him a bit. And so the example that we came out with, she was work in school, was going to work and it was going to be really rushed to get to this class on time. So she called him and asked him to bring her a sandwich to the class. You would be my hero. I'm not, I'm going to be rushing to get there. I'll be starving. If you had a sandwich, if you had time to pick me up a sandwich and he did it and he felt like a hero and she felt so smug about, you know, being able to ask him Mm -hmm. for that. And that didn't make her weak and she could have bought her own sandwich certainly or paid him back, but she allowed him that opportunity to come through for her. And it was a beautiful experience. And, and they then, did not get married. But she is married now. <laughs> then, and she got a sandwich. And she was yeah. fed. She wins. Yeah. Right? That's, awesome. That's exactly what you're saying, yes. right? But when you can be gracious and grateful for these things, I think that's what a lot of women are afraid of. It was coming across as snobby or, or that woman who's just trying to get a free meal yeah. out of a situation you know, if you're genuinely interested in somebody and then, and then treat them like the king that they are for doing you this favor, for yeah. bringing you the Skittles, they should feel amazing. And you should help them feel amazing for bringing you Skittles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love that. Well, and I think, you know, just to add to that, we have to know as women that our value in this world doesn't come from the ability to be ultimately independent. That even if we were reliant on somebody for something... We are inherently valuable. So we don't need to lead with how accomplished we are. And I work a lot with my clients who are always very well accomplished women um, and have advanced degrees, but we don't need to lead with that. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't have to meet some cute guy in the grocery store and walk up to him and say, Did you know I have my master's degree? So it's nice <laughs> to meet you. <laughs> I have a master's degree. Um, there's so many oranges there's so (laughs) many other things to lead with in my graduate program yeah (laughs) in my undergraduate work yeah constantly referencing your resume yeah there's so many other things to lead with that don't take away from your independence but they're just funner subjects they are funner subjects and they're such a breath of fresh air so i when i was when i was dating spencer um he's a physician and so i kind of went into this first date with some expectations and and I do like to read. And so I was like, hey, so, you know, what are you reading? Thinking that he must be, you know, brainy to be a doctor. Yeah. And he was like, oh, I have to read so much for my job. I don't, I don't, no, no mm-hmm. reading. I watch TV. I have an emotional relationship <laughs> with TV. These are the shows I'm watching. And the honesty there, I was like, oh. I was just like ready for him to be like, well, I'm reading my Iliad for the fourth time. Which is such a boring conversation, and your topic about your master's degree, you know, talking about that is also boring. Nobody cares. Yeah. Like, you know, so 
But talking about what shows he was watching on TV was really fun. And having that breath of fresh air was really fun. You don't have to hide from your accomplishments and you don't have to diminish them. But you don't have to lead with them either. You know? That is... That is good because that is literally something that we were talking about, that men are very intimidated by a lot of these women's accomplishments. Mm -hmm. And it's not like we don't want to have accomplishments, but we still would like to meet someone. And you know, how amazing is it when you meet somebody that you like and then you continually get to find out these little nuggets about them Mm -hmm. that are so much more intriguing? Yeah. You know, I got that experience with Spencer. Like, you know, he had this upfront awesome resume and then, you know... After we were in a committed relationship, you know, I find out that he taught ballroom dance on a collegiate level mm-hmm. and that he also taught yoga on a collegiate level <laughs> and he's a skateboarder and like all, and th- that was amazing to find out as we progress in our relationship and had he pulled out his resume at the beginning and been like, check out how cool I am. Yep. You know, like yeah. I would have been so not impressed. You would have never connected. Yeah. I I'd think. have been like, It'd cool. Just been like, Thanks. That's this was great. a great job. Another interview. self-important yeah. person. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so, so letting people find out these things is in a in a natural organic natural way, organic way is mm-hmm. important. So you've talked a lot about how people can do that with people that they're just starting to date. One of the things we kind of focused on is how a lot of these women are not dating at all. Like my friend Nicole, they're not getting asked. They're out. not getting asked out because they're leading with the wrong things. Okay, well, a cup. I would say that, and there's kind of a, a false pretense that. People think a lot of people are getting asked out organically, mm-hmm. you know, on the street that I'm just walking along and this man is like, you're gorgeous. I have to get to know you better. Please yeah. date me. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> um, but it's that, it's not happening that way. Mm-hmm. It's mostly happening online. It mm-hmm. is largely happening online. Yeah. And so if you're just, if you keep holding out for that moment where that's going to happen to you, not online, yeah. you might wait for a really long time. What's that online statistic? Like as of 2008? This is 2012. It's an old statistic now. 2012 is before smartphones. So let's just put that out there as a plot on the map. Um, One third, no, two thirds of all marriages. One third. One third third of all marriages in the U.S. were a result of online dating. And that was before Tinder. Oh, yeah. So now it's 20, almost 19. Imagine what that statistic looks like now. Because I bet it's more like 90. Mm-hmm. I bet it's like 90%. And so if you're a person who refuses to be online, you're quite possibly cutting out 90% of your... Okay, but here's my... Let's hear your cat and wolf. No, no, <laughs> because I've done it for so long. Yeah, you're not special. It doesn't apply. So. No. <laughs> I am ready to honestly just pay these ladies and say, please do my online dating because... <laughs> I'm there's a disconnect for me there and it's really hard and it gets so frustrating that I have zero connection with people that and I try like I mean I am trying so I am literally just taking a break right now you're allowed it's, your break it's fine That's to fine. Take, take a break yeah, yeah. Break. and fine. there's some work for Nick. you to do it there it is the winter time right it is let me hibernate for a minute and spring, there's, there's some the work for desert. you to do there between <laughs> true truer and truest yes That's 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 your that's your homework. Mm-hmm. Should you that's your mission? Should you, should you choose, choose to, to accept, accept it? it? Yeah. Okay. I like that. So we're gonna go ahead and wrap up there because I think that was amazing. I hope you guys would want to come back again because you are freaking amazing. Absolutely. Like, you I, guys are awesome to talk to. Steve, this you're was awesome. Super funny. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks. He's okay. That's, it's me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I chuckled. Yeah. <laughs>
<laughs> you guys are all yeah, great. Yeah, we, we'd love to be experience. back. Yeah, we okay. will definitely have you guys back because there is so much potential with people being able to actually... We don't have any material other. besides this, though. I just want to... <laughs> <laughs> we can repackage this, but it'll be yeah, the same thing. You know, just That's keep doing the same thing. thing over and over. That would be great. Awesome. We will post links for how they can get in touch with you guys for personal sessions or anything like that. And we will go from there. Thank you guys so much for listening. We will talk to you next time. Thank Wonderful. You. Thanks.